All right, welcome to the uh, North Metro uh, Telecommunication Commission meeting on June 15, 6 p.m. here at Spring Lake Park. Let's start with the uh, roll call. Go ahead, Heidi. Here. Stays. Here. And Goodbow Bischoff. Here. We have a quorum. We have a quorum. Wonderful. Uh, I don't see anybody here for uh, public comments, so I will skip that. Moving on. Any uh, changes to the agenda? There are not. All right. I uh, will skip that. Let's go ahead and go to the consent agenda. Does anybody have any discussion on anything that's on the consent agenda? If not, I will take a motion to accept the consent. I will make that motion. Having a motion, do we have a second? Second. Having a motion and a second. All in favor of said consent motion? Consent agenda, say aye. 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 And that motion passes. And now we go to the premium event of the evening, and that is our 2022 audit presentation. Take it away. Thank you very much, and good evening, everyone. Um, we performed the audit again this year. My name is uh, Greg Emmerich with Harrington Langer and Associates, and I was the partner in charge of the audit. And uh, we performed the audit remotely once again this year, but everything was provided that we asked for, and and uh, we've got the reports in front of you. Um, if you look at page 31, this is our uh, opinion on the financials, and it's once again an unmodified or clean opinion. Uh, financials can be relied upon, as fairly stated. Beginning on page 34, you'll see management's discussion and analysis. This has a summary of the results from the year, as well as some summarized financial information. I won't get into too much detail there. We'll go to the basic financial statements and get into some of the main changes. Um, if you look at page 38 is the statements of net position uh, as of the end of the fiscal year, which was the calendar year uh, ended December 31st, 2022. Um, as of December 31st, uh, the Commission had total assets of uh, just a little over $4.5 million. Of that, about $2.6 million was held in cash and investments, which was very consistent from the previous year. And uh, uh, capital assets of uh, $1,661,000. Down the liabilities, uh, you'll see the amounts owed uh, by the Commission. One thing you'll note of one significant change was the net pension liability uh, in, in accordance with uh, GAAP. Uh, the commission has to record their portion of the uh, pension liability that's uh, held by Minnesota Para. And as of the end of the year, it was at $784,000. This was up about $366,000 from the previous year. Most of that was related to uh, investments being down at the end of the year. So. Uh, there was a bigger gap uh, for the projected liability on that pension as opposed to the amounts that were held in investments. Um, so then the net of uh, the items was is the net position, uh, which is the equity of the commission, which was uh, just short of $2.5 million, uh, down just slightly from the previous year, but very consistent, and down about $17,000. On the next page, you see that change. Uh, there was uh, operating revenues of $1.9 million for the year, which consisted of your franchise fees and your PEG fees. Uh, total operating expenses <coughs> were $2 million uh, compared to 
just a little over 2.1 million in the previous year. And we had operating revenues and uh, expenses netted at a positive $97,000. Looking at the net position at the end of the year, the unrestricted portion of that sh uh, shows a reserve position of about seven and a half months, real consistent with last year in a nice strong position. Being on page 41, you see the footnotes to the financials, which provide details of the financials that we went through. Um, if you go back uh, a few pages uh, to some of the more detailed footnotes, on page 46, you'll see the schedule of long-term debt. Uh, this was related to the HD equipment upgrade that took place in 2016, and uh, the commission is down to the last couple years of uh, having to make payments on that. There's uh, a little over $200,000 owed for each year for 2023 and 2024. Uh, note 6 uh, has details on the pension plan, uh, the para mm -hmm. liability, pension liability that I had mentioned uh, previously. Um, the very detailed disclosure that gets into the details on that. Then we get into the supplementary information on page 52 of your packet. You'll see a comparison uh, to the budget numbers. Um, for the year, revenues were under budget by about $68,000. <coughs> Expenditures were under budget by about $83,000. So overall, uh, you, were, you had a positive $15,000 uh, over your budgeted, uh, you had a balanced budget that was projected. On page uh, 55, You'll see the detail of the pair contributions on a historical presentation. Very consistent over the years. There was some increase um, in the schedules presented since 2015. It, it'll eventually be a 10-year schedule provided. Then um, if we go to the other reporting required with the audit, on, uh, the audit is performed under government auditing standards. And with that, we do some testing related to internal controls and compliance over for the financial statements uh, and you will note on page 59 we do have the repeat findings related to segregation of duties obviously you can't uh, segregate your duties to the size of the organization and the administrative and accounting department uh, you can't segregate them completely so there is some overlap of duties but uh, certainly you can continue to provide oversight of the financial process uh, and then also financial reporting process uh, we as auditors draft the uh, financial statements that I just went through in the footnotes uh, were reviewed, approved, and understood by management, so no issues there. This is a very common practice as well. Finally, on page 60, uh, you see we also do procedures in accordance with the uh, Minnesota Legal Compliance Guide, and during that testing, we did not note any non-compliance. Is there any questions on the annual report at all that I went through? Any questions? I know the operations committee has had a chance to look at it. We looked at it at the executive meeting as well. And uh, there's been quite a bit of eyes on this. So um, I don't know if we have any additional questions. If not, we'll move it on to the approval. Um, it will take a motion to approve this uh, presentation, audit presentation. I'll move it. Having a motion, do we have a second? I'll second. Having a motion and a second, any final discussion? Seeing none, all in favor say aye. 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 aye.
Motion does pass. Greg, thank you for coming out. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Yep. Thanks, Greg. You're welcome to stick around if you want, but I would not. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, number six, the executive director report. Take it away, Heidi. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Well, as you guys know from my monthly reports, North Metro TV registered a digital connection committee with the Minnesota Office of Broadband Development. Um, the committee's been working with the OBD in Minnesota's digital equity planning process. Uh, the goal has been to gather information regarding internet affordability, having access to internet-enabled devices, and having adequate digital skills. Um, that information is then going to be used by the state to develop a plan to make sure that all Minnesotans have digital equity. Um, for our part, we've set up listening sessions and conducted surveys uh, to gather both qualitative and quantitative data. Uh, regarding various groups' experiences. And through that process, we've learned that we can provide a new valuable service to our community, in particular senior citizens. Um, our facility manager, Eric Houston, is currently developing workshops and videos to help folks with internet, device, and app usage. Um, we're also going to have individual appointments available for folks who want any aspect of help with any aspect of internet use from setting up their equipment to loading apps or even grandma wants to go on Facebook to see their grandkids pages and we'll do anything that they want. Um, we're looking into the possibility of grants to help fund that venture in the future um, and um, possibly down the road we might also charge a fee for some services. Um, and even though it feels like summer just started two weeks ago, we're well into our summer production schedule. Um, we've already covered the Blaine Centennial and Spring Lake Park High School graduations and the Spring Lake Park Tower Days Parade. And we're lined up for all of the rest of our city parades and of course our big summer event of the year, USA Cup Soccer. Um, the commission received first quarter franchise and peg fee reports and payments from Comcast at the end of April. Uh, the franchise fee has remained pretty steady for the last year, fluctuating only by a few thousand dollars up and down every quarter, except, of course, for the fourth quarter last year, which was unexpectedly high, um, up $15,000. None of us know why. Um, peg fees, of course, continue to drop each quarter, and that's to be expected with reduced subscriber numbers because our peg fee is a per-subscriber fee. But both amounts still fall well within the estimated amounts for our income projection for this year. Um, we have been working to develop more income sources with some success. Uh, we've had quite a few commercial projects currently underway, uh, including various dance and concert productions for schools, editing projects, uh, drone service for the city of Osseo. Um, we are producing some promos and uh, covering an event for a nonprofit organization. We are doing parade coverage for the city of Columbia Heights, and also we are providing streaming services for the National Sports Center for USA Cup Soccer. And in addition to those production services, our home movie transfer service saw our busiest month ever in May, and we think probably the boost in home movie transfers had something to do with some promos that uh, many of our city newsletters printed for us. So, pretty happy about that. And then finally, our longtime administrative assistant slash accountant slash IT engineer, Rose Velez, retired on June 2nd after 24 years of employment. Um, Rose managed our computer and phone networks. She built our computers. She ordered office supplies. She coordinated, coordinated our building maintenance. And of course, she did all of our accounting. So she's been uh, a little bit difficult to replace. Um, 
We've divided up some of the things she did between current staff members, but we have hired an accounting service to take care of all of our accounting needs. Uh, we had a month and a half transition period to move to the new accounting service with rows available to answer questions, and things have gone really smoothly so far, and we're really, really happy with the accounting service. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's my report. I'd be happy to answer any questions. All right, thank you. Does uh, anybody have a question to Heidi? All right. Thank you, Heidi. Yeah. Uh, moving on to another premier event. That is the uh, legal counsel report. Oh, you got that right, Mr. Chair. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, well, good evening, everybody. Um, my, uh, my report's in your packet. Um, just a couple of, of highlights, maybe, for you to, to look at. Um, we did highlight some federal legislation that was uh, going through, so I'd encourage you to uh, review that information. Um, also, just to uh, remind you that Senate File 3039 was introduced um, last session. 30, 30, Senate File 3039, um, House File, I think, 3261. And that was a bill that would um, enhance funding for PEG organizations and for um, funding city digital media uh, efforts. So I would encourage you to, uh, to look at that. I'd also uh, encourage um, you know, this body, the executive committee in particular, to really be looking at franchise fees and PEG fees and the funding for the organization moving forward. And, uh, and then also um, just to, to look at legislative priorities, and this is a good time to do that since the League of Minnesota Cities and Metro Cities will be developing their priorities. So um, um, that'll be a good time to put forward what you think um, should be some um, good legislative priorities moving forward into the 2024 session. On the FCC level, um, President Biden has nominated a new fifth commissioner, and we will see, um, I believe she's having a hearing along with a couple other commissioners. Um, they're up for renewal, basically, of their terms um, later this month. So it could be it could be that sometime later this summer we'll, we'll finally have that fifth FCC commissioner. Um, and with that, I think I'll leave it to any questions that you might have. On the legislative stuff, are you in sync with the League of Minnesota Cities and is the League of Minnesota Cities um, you know, helping you out in the same direction? Yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh, we. We we're always in contact with the of the city, so it's legislative stuff. Okay. And then I know um, FCC has got some more disclosure expectations from the broadband providers, and I read today that Xfinity is not uh, trying to create loopholes to not disclose as much information on the, what the FCC is recommending. Do you have any more insights on the importance of disclosure and? maybe why Xfinity would be fighting those kind of disclosures? Yeah, Mr. Chair, good question. I don't have any, um, any newer information okay. than what you read today. Okay. So we'll see. We'll keep yeah. an eye on it. I just find maybe it we'll put it in our odd next time. that they uh, are fighting disclosure. Well, so, from time like to time, something. Xfinity disagrees with what the FCC is doing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Any other legal-related questions? All right. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, moving on to old business, and that is the pay study recommendations. And that's going to be led by Heidi. 
Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, this May study has been going on since May 2022, and I am delighted to hopefully finish it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, I've talked to you about it. You are aware that they asked me, the operations committee asked me to perform a case study, a survey of community television organizations in the Twin Cities area, which I did. Um, the results of the survey seem to show that, in general, North Metro TV was paid lower than the average of other facilities throughout the Twin Cities. So I presented the information to the Operations Committee, and they thought that it was a good idea to hire a consultant to review the information and come up with a plan. So they did that. They hired Dan Tesh, um, who provided an analysis. He was done with that analysis um, January, the end of January. Um, you will recall in December the Operations Committee had recommended that you increase the COLA from 2.75% to 4%, which you did approve and which did happen. Um, but then using the analysis that Dan Tesh put together, the Operations Committee put together a subcommittee and they came up with some market-based step increases to add to that. And um, with that information, they put together a plan for introducing that, those market-based increases for staff. And um, the plan, in order to equitably implement the salary increases, they determined that every employee should move up to the step that was higher than the salary that they're currently making, as long as it was 2%, at least 2% more than what they were currently making. Um, they also determined that the pay increases should be um, done as of January 1st, so you go back retroactive to January 1st. The total cost of uh, increasing everything for staff would be $33,928. That includes salaries, payroll taxes, and para. Um, we have identified previously over $82,000 worth of savings in the budget because of retirements and staff changes. So there's plenty of money to cover it. Um, and we also determined that we, we budgeted fairly highly, but taking out the $22,000 I will have to pay the accounting firm this year for seven months of accounting, it will still be about $27,000 below budget. So the Operations Committee is recommending that you approve the new step plan and the market salary adjustments retroactive to January 1st. All right. And yes, the Operations Committee, and we have discussed it with them as well. They have lots of eyes on it as well. So. Uh, with that, is there any other further discussion from the commission? Go ahead. Um, the, the question I would have is basically, this was laid out really well, and I appreciate that, and thanks for all your work on this, by the way. But as we move forward, obviously, we look at this year's budget and the one-time impact on this year's budget, but it's going to have a compounding impact on future year's budgets. So as we look at preparing for next year's budget, and I know it's all in here, but mm -hmm. I thought it would attach it to this question. Um, what percentage of a hike in our budget are we looking at just for salaries? Actually, the salaries will, um, the salary and benefit increases next year will be about $1,400 total because Rose this year worked for five months. So next year, she will have, there will be zero salary impact for her. So we'll see savings from that. And then what I did in the budget was I budgeted, and we'll get to this when I talk to it, but for the executive director for next year, I budgeted at the highest step so that there'd be some flexibility for the operations committee in hiring somebody. Mm -hmm. But if they were to hire someone at the, at the minimum step, 
between the salaries and um, the benefits and um, that would be almost $30,000 less on top of how much less it would be. So it'll still be the salary portion of the budget next year won't be impacted at all. In fact, it might come in under it did, what it did this year. And I thought I read that, but I was trying to put the two, <laughs> the two different issues together. So thank you. Yeah. Any further questions? Not seeing any other discussion, I will take a motion to approve the pay study. So moved. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. Motion and a second. All in favor said aye. Aye. Opposed, aye. same sign. I think we're good. Everyone at North Metro TV thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to new business. Uh, we'll start, start with the uh, 2023 budget adjustment. Okay. Thanks to the previous motion, um, the operations committee would like you to approve or authorize me to go ahead and make a budget amendment to reflect the new salaries and also the use of an accounting service. So we have no worksheet on that, right? That's just uh The budget itself, which is on page... Okay. Page 90, starting. Okay. If you look under 2023 budget, it actually reflects the amended budget. Okay. So we'll start with a motion on the 2023 budget, approving the adjustment as stated by uh, Heidi. I'll make that motion. Having a motion, do we have a second? I'll second. And we have a second. Do we have any further discussion? If not, all in favor say aye. 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 And motion passes. All right, 2024 upcoming budget. Uh, Pages 83 through 96, how do you want to speak to that? I sure will. Okay, so the recommended budget starts on page 90, and I'll just go through each of the sections um, and give explanations for any changes that there were. First of all, the personnel line items um, reflect the market-based salary increases that the um, operations committee recommended, along with the 3% COLA increase. Um, as I've already stated, for the executive director position, I budgeted it at the maximum step. Um, the minimum step um, would be about $24,000 less. So there could possibly be savings there depending on the salary range of the new executive director who's hired. Um, it looks like the, if you look at the, the column, two columns to the left for the 2023 budget, that the salary was $811,000 for salaries, and that that 811 reflects the that's the amended budget, so it reflects the um, market adjustments. It looks like this is 20 or $9,000 higher, but if you don't hire somebody at the 20 with the 124,000, it will be less than that. Plus, then if you look down to the benefits, you see the benefits are much less because we're only paying health benefits for 10 people instead of 11. So it ends up, between those two line items, it ends up only being $1,400 more expensive than the previous year if you hire an executive director at the maximum amount. If you don't hire someone at the maximum amount, it'll be about $28,000 less. Um, the benefits, the health package was budgeted at $1,300 per person per month for 2024, which is a $45 per person per month increase. Um, 
when we budget that amount, we take a look at the city benefits values, and the average value for city benefits was $1,400 a month, so we're well below that. On page 91, under administrative expenses, um, the administrative expenses are budgeted about 11500 more than 2023. Um, we put more money in the audit line item because that cost is going up. Um, I put money in the conference line item for um, the first time in a while because I'm assuming that with a new, a new executive director, that person may want to go to some national conferences or to some local conferences. Um, the consultant line item is where our accounting services are, and I increased that slightly because we'll have a few more months of service next year than we did this year. Um, and then I also increased the general special meeting line item because I'm assuming with a uh, changeover of staff that there probably be a lot more meetings and so that will be a little bit of additional expense. Our production expenses just below that actually went down slightly because um, we're not using as many um, DVDs, cases, hard media. We're doing a lot more file transfers so we're saving quite a bit of money and not having to spend money on that kind of stuff. Um, under office expenses, we've boosted the building maintenance line item by $15,000 just because our building's, you know, getting older. Furnaces are breaking down, air conditioners, um, that sort of thing. That just comes up, so we just budgeted a little more money to, to cover that expense. Um, our insurance costs are going up, um, so we increased that amount. Nothing that, you know, any of us, we haven't had any claims or anything like that, but just in general, the cost of insurance is increasing. Um, yeah, that looks like about all that was increased for that line item. Um, the next page, page 92, is the capital expenditures. Our um, video production expenditures are just about the same as they were the previous year. The um, video equipment budget also includes our service contracts for all of our master control equipment. It includes the contracts on our closed captioning equipment and also our closed captioning minutes that we pay for. Um, we need to buy a master router for master control. Uh, we budgeted for a tripod and a lens for the truck, um, which doesn't sound like it would be a lot of money, but the tripod is $16,000 all by itself and the lens is $20,000. Mm. Um, and then just various cameras, tripods, microphones, things that you have to buy every year. Um, we've also budgeted about $38,000 for three office systems and software. Our software um, every year costs about $15,000, $16,000. We have to pay monthly fees for the Adobe packages and all of our office software. It's, it's pretty expensive, but you have to do that. Um, we need to replace our news and our news editing computer, which is a little bit more expensive than just a regular office computer because they obviously do editing on it. And then two office computers. We typically replace three office computers a year um, so that we don't have to do them all at one time. And then we've also budgeted $7,000 for a security system upgrade. Ours is original to the building, which is about 20 years old, and we're starting to have some problems with the interface between our fire protection system and the um, software, so an upgrade would be very helpful. I know Greg made it sound like we have two years worth left on the bond payment, but we already paid the 23 bond payment, so we only have one year left. <laughs> so the bond payment is 230266 and once that payment's made in 2024, that money would then be available for something else. So there's more money there too, 200, about $230,000 a year. 
And then finally, the last one is the uh, money that goes back to the cities for video production equipment, um, $150,000. So if you look at the grand total, um, you'll see that the 2024 budget is uh, less than the 2023 budget, even after it was amended, by about $30,000. And then if you hire, uh, again, an executive director at a lower rate, it could be almost $60,000 less than the budget this year, the amended budget this year. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then will the, quick question, will the freelance people that we have at the city, are they going to see like a COLA upgrade or update? Yeah, we uh, increase the, okay. the part-time budget as well. It's on the personnel line item. It's at the bottom of the personnel okay. line item for our part-time people. Okay. All right. uh, I have a quick question. Under uh, personnel recruitment, um, won't there be a fee for a search for the top job? The city managers, you know, I don't know. The city managers are meeting sometime in June or July to talk about what they want to do for that process. Um, and then they're meeting with me on August 1st to talk about what they want to do. But that's a, that's a good point. Probably be on this year's budget, though. Pardon me. That would be under. That's this true. Year's it would come out of this year's budget. We'll have to take it out of Mike Bradley's salary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, go ahead. So I know this is going to sound weird coming out of my mouth to say that maybe we should put more money into the budget, but maybe we should put more money into the budget. And and the reason I say that is, you know, we look at a line item like vehicles. Mm -hmm. They don't last forever. And I know from our city standpoint, if you don't start putting money away for things like that, mm -hmm. when they come due, now they're big wads of money versus saving for it in advance. So in my mind's eye, I see we have now cut the budget. It makes more sense for us to hold a budget steady and put money away for things of that nature, a capital budget. So um, if, you, if you guys want to look at page 89, um, it's the... Um, 2024 financial summary and at the very top you'll see that we have some fund balances and we do have some money saved for a vehicle. Um, we actually, we have the production truck that we bought probably about 10 years ago and the way things are going now with video production, I don't think we'll ever buy another production truck. Um, what we'll do is we'll buy smaller fleet vehicles with more um, mobile equipment and it will use the internet to send signals back to our head end. and that signal will then be manipulated by a director at our head end and sent out over our channels. So I, I think the, the year or the time of the big production truck is pretty much over. So I don't think we'll ever have to purchase another one of those. Um, our fleet vehicle died a couple of months ago. So we cashed it in for about $3,000 of junk and we managed to get a uh, Ford Transit. So we have a fairly new vehicle that we just purchased um, using our capital budget we were able to not even take money out of our money that we have set aside for a vehicle because we were under enough on our capital budget, so we didn't go over budget. We just used that money. So we do have some money set aside for a vehicle, but that's a very good point. And you'll see on the beginning fund balances that we do have some funds set aside. We have our operating reserve, which is 25% of our budget, plus there's an amount in there to cover any we might have to borrow in case the income that we have doesn't, doesn't cover what we need to pay for. We have money set aside for accrued sick vacation and comp for retirements. Um, so when someone leaves and they have to be paid off for that stuff, we've got money set aside to do that so that it doesn't impact the budget. 
We've got capital equipment, vehicle, a building reserve for stuff that we haven't planned for, big stuff so that we can take that money. And then if we do use up all of Mike's money for a search for a replacement for me, we do have some money here for franchise renewal. See, that's why we can't let you leave because <laughs> you've already thought of all of these things. You're already on top of it. So I don't even know why I asked the question. I'd be more afraid about uh, drone accidents. <laughs> We're insured. We're insured, yeah. <laughs> all right, any additional questions about the budget? Again, uh, operations has looked at this as well as well as executive. Um, if not, I will take a motion to approve the 2024 North Metro budget as stated. So moved. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. All right. Any final discussion? Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you. Uh, with that, all in favor of the said motion, say aye. 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 Motion passes. All right. Uh, we got some great recommended readings in our packet toward the end. Um, our next meetings are the Operations Committee on August 1, Executive Meeting on September 6, and the next meeting will be on September 20. Uh, any final discussion? September 20. Not seeing that, I will take a motion for adjournment. So moved. Having a motion, do we have a second? Second. Second. Two seconds. All in favor say aye. 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 Motion passes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. That was easy. Thank you, sir.